0: This podcast contains adult themes, language, and violence. It is not suited to all audiences and may be triggering to some. In many cases, the names and details within these episodes have been changed to protect privacy. Opinions expressed by guests of the show do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast or its producers.
1: Welcome to Isolated, a podcast about male victims of domestic abuse and control, as well as those suffering as a result of parent alienation syndrome. We are not therapists or experts in this field, but seek to bring these issues to light and provide awareness of early warning signs of abusive behavior and resources for help.
2: How are you? What's up? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me say,
1: I'm just getting more and more excited about our partnership with the Men's Therapy Group. Both of the psychologists are now scheduled on the podcast, and I hope that we can get some super down and dirty tools that men can use to remove themselves from these relationships as early as possible or avoid them altogether. For those of us who haven't been in an abusive relationship like the ones we've been covering, our burning question is always like, why did you stay? Or why didn't you tell someone? And that's one of the main questions we hope to get answers to. So the audience can have really empathetic understanding without judgment.
2: Yes, I'm stoked. Okay, so today's story is another one that just had me thinking the entire time. What in the actual fuck? <laughs> it is Tammy Weisenberg's story. Tammy is a pseudonym, an alias. His story is very intriguing. His book called Dargling Puer. 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 Puer.
1: I feel like there's an umlaut in there. There may well be. It's in German. I don't know. Puer. 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 Yeah.
2: Not ideal for us researching the story, but after some coffee and maybe some wine, copy, paste, Google, translate, repeat, uh, I was able to read Tammy's story in his own words.
1: The name Tammy throws me off. Is that a popular name for a guy in Germany? Because couldn't he have chosen Bob or Steve as an
2: alias? I don't know i have a feeling like he always wanted to be a tammy no All right. <laughs> and it does kind of throw you off into thinking we're talking about two women here but this is a heterosexual couple after being in a previous relationship for four years tammy finds out his girlfriend had been in another relationship with a man 20 years her senior he decided he was done
1: at the same time she was with him right
2: right wow yeah And obviously, as I said, he was done. Yeah. Fed up with women, relationships, anything couple related.
1: Seems like a response probably that comes from anger more than want. I bet his pledge of celibacy didn't last long. Of
2: course not. (laughs) It's summertime. You know, he has a computer with internet and he just threw out his cheating ex. So now he has all this newfound freedom. And before you know it, he's trying to come up with a handle for a dating website. He decides that his name would be Darjling Pur. Very good. Thank you. Pur. Which also happens to be the name of his book. He chooses that name based on how he takes his tea. Simple. Pure black tea. Pure man, you know, simple yeah, man. down and basic. He writes in his book, quote, I couldn't have imagined in my craziest dreams that registering for this website would cause me the greatest agony in my life so far, end quote. And just so you know, I'm translating as best I can here.
1: Sprechen sie Deutsch.
2: Nine. (laughs) That was a pretty good accent, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Proud to say I flunked German twice in high school.
2: (laughs) Tammy looks through profiles of women, though he said he wasn't looking for any, quote, real relationship, or at least not right away. He tells himself, look, but don't touch. And just then, he notices a picture of a woman that he recognized as being in his town, in his community. That makes it more comfortable, right? Right. This is someone I kind of know. And kind of like a jumping off point. Yeah. And since we don't know this woman's real name, we're going to call her Rachel. They start talking through the website and Tammy gives the basic info that one would normally introduce themselves with. The town he lives in, what he does for a living, what kind of, you know, things he likes to do. Unlike Tammy, Rachel reveals to this man that she has only just met, that she was actually in a terribly abusive relationship, and soon to be divorced. In the book, Tammy mentions that Rachel accused her husband of beating her, threatening her, and stalking her.
1: Why would you share that kind of deeply personal stuff with a virtual, no pun intended, stranger? Was she trying to gain pity? I feel like there's... An underlying motive beyond just looking for a date, because that is just too TMI.
2: I got that feeling too. But in less than two weeks from his sign-up date, Tammy and Rachel arranged to meet. He has a good first impression of her, aside from her massive dog. He said the dog is easily 90 kilos or 198 pounds. Okay, I
1: want everybody to weigh me in kilos from now on because you sound <laughs> so much lighter.
2: Sure, go for it. I won't tell. <laughs> The dog made Tammy nervous, but he writes that it wasn't the huge dog that would eventually hurt him, but the person at the other end of the leash. There was never any small talk on his first date either. From the get-go, all she talked about was her husband and inevitable divorce. Rachel said that her husband was controlling and would humiliate her, and the date was only possible because she used the dog as an excuse. gotta walk that
1: dog when you gotta go, you gotta go.
2: (laughs) Works for me. Rachel seemed super genuine, even struggled to keep her composure and wept. It was almost hard for Tammy to watch. There was nothing about her that made him think she was lying or exaggerating. In his mind, Tammy thinks she needs help, some support to take her away from this horrible situation. I think it's interesting that he mentions in the book that he wasn't even particularly attracted to her. You know, Rachel wasn't his type, but she needed help, and that was something Tammy could see himself doing. After their first meeting, they would meet up regularly. Basically, Rachel would go on about how terrible her life was, that she wanted to leave her home and get an apartment. Tammy was glad that leaving her husband was going to be easy. In most of these abuse cases, as we know, leaving the abuser can be deadly.
1: True. Actually, here are some seriously scary stats. On average, a victim attempts to leave seven times before finally leaving for good. And the most lethal time in an abusive relationship is after the abused partner leaves. More than 70% of domestic violence murders happen after the victim has gotten out of the relationship.
2: That's so grim. So Rachel moves out and Tammy's helping her grab the last of her things when something unexpected happens. Tammy's husband arrived. After everything she'd said about him, Tammy expected this aggressive, belligerent person loud and malicious because that's how rachel had depicted him instead tammy said he was friendly and calm rachel watched the two men from the window as they shared some small talk about the weather seconds later she runs into the street screaming at her husband to leave rachel asks tammy to go wait inside he tried to say like hey this isn't necessary but she interrupted him basically saying get your ass inside tammy he was surprised but he went inside anyway He left the door open slightly and could clearly hear rachel yelling you cowardly piece of shit i hope that you die a miserable death without me tammy was shaken the abuse he just heard came out of rachel's mouth not her husband's which completely contradicted how she'd portrayed the relationship as tammy was leaving he passed by rachel's husband who said i never wish you to meet this true woman
1: I know that's translated from German, but it sounds to me like he's trying to warn Tammy and hopes that Tammy never gets to know the real Rachel. And wouldn't that be a red flag to you? Some woman who's been telling you that she's been treating like treated like a doormat and call her calling her husband a cowardly piece of shit. And all of a sudden the husband saying, oh, my gosh, beware.
2: Oh, red flags all over the place. And Tammy does ask her to explain what just went down. With tears in her eyes, Rachel said it was just bottled up anger from years of abuse coming out. Tammy bought it, feeling sorry for her. This woman was a good person. About a year after their original meeting, Tammy and Rachel decided to move in together. Unlike most couples, who each bring some of their furniture and decor into their combined home, all of Tammy's stuff was either sold or donated ASAP. Except for a few clothes and documents, he was left with nothing. Rachel was quick to remind him that he had her now. What did he need anything else for? Once they were living together, they only did things that she wanted to do. His friends took a back seat, and they noticed Tammy was never around anymore. If he had free time, it belonged to Rachel. She had a jealous nature and wanted Tammy all to herself.
1: Jealousy is the green-eyed monster. A blog post on psychologytoday.com lists all-consuming jealousy as one of their 10 warning signs of abuse in an unhealthy relationship. They say when a person wants your full attention and time 24-7 and gets angry and demanding when you spend time with anyone else, you know you're in serious trouble. Extreme possessiveness is pathological. This is an important clue, and a red flag I says keep tabs on your buddies. And if you feel like they've gone off the grid with no explanation, reach out
2: to them. Right. Maybe they will confide in you if they're being harmed. Anyway, aside from spending all day, every day doing what Rachel wanted, Tammy notices her behavior changing more and more, becoming less the woman he thought he knew. But if he questioned her, it was answered by deep sadness and rarely thus far outbursts of anger, followed, of course, by a tearful apology. (sighs) She didn't mean that, or it slipped out. Tammy wasn't the only focus of Rachel's negative attention. She sued the landlord of the apartment where they lived simply because she didn't like his rules. You know, outrageous things like keep your home clean, set times for barbecuing in the shared garden, and that quiet times were observed.
1: Good grief, these are pretty much standard for apartment living, what did she think? She ruled the world? Even if you own a home and you have to keep it clean and stop playing your drum
2: solos by a certain hour. I know. How dare someone regulate her? Nope. After losing the lawsuit, Rachel wanted to get away from the stress and go on vacation. Tammy had to work and didn't have any days off, but that was met with little understanding on her end. Hating to see her unhappy, he takes the days off and makes a reservation at a hotel. When they get there, she immediately hates the place. Mm calling it old and antisocial.
1: How is, it, how is that hotel antisocial?
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how this translates. <laughs> Maybe there weren't a lot of people there. Just didn't talk to her enough. Right. But of course, Rachel berates the staff because that's what she does best. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, my poor translation skills notwithstanding, Tammy takes off because he doesn't know what to do or how to deal with the embarrassment of her tirades. She later tells him... You cowardly pig, you left me in this dirty hole. What a weakling of a man you are. Didn't
1: Rachel want to relax from stress? Is that the whole reason they went on this getaway? It seems to me like she, all she does is cause stress. And she finds fault with everything. And did Tammy leave and go back home, or did he just take a walk? I'm confused.
2: It's not really clear, but Tammy showed no emotion while being humiliated by Rachel. He endured it quietly while her saliva is literally hitting his feet face and in the book he describes it as the corners of her mouth just white and wet yeah she's like rabid dog it is and tammy says it was just unreal and then she does the unthinkable she slapped him in the face in front of everyone near his ear so hard it took him a few minutes to regain his hearing can you guess what happens next
1: unfortunately let me guess uh she starts to cry i bet She just says, I wanted a nice getaway. Not this horrible experience in this antisocial hotel. And she's so stressed and blah, blah, blah. And Tammy probably follows the pattern and feels sorry for Rachel and winds up consoling her.
2: Exactly. Oh, my God. Little by little, she became a person he didn't recognize. Tammy says he doubted his knowledge of human nature. She was so off normal. She kept her office locked, even though they lived together. One day, Tammy manages to break in and finds a file with a list of all the money she owes her ex-husband. To top it off, there's something from her ex-husband saying he has years of records proving that he was a victim of domestic abuse and mistreatment by her, enough to prosecute her.
1: Oh my gosh, wow, mind spin. I know there's people out there who will probably think that Tammy shouldn't have broken into her office. I mean, it's very similar to an abuser reading your private emails or going through your phone. But still, you're in a married, committed relationship. And if my husband had a locked room that I wasn't allowed to go in, that would not be okay. That's a clear sign of something weird. And then what he found was completely mind-blowing. And do you know what I would have done if it were me? I would have gone back to that house her ex-husband lived in and say, tell me everything.
2: For Tammy, though, the most important thing was that he discovered she was by no means an injured, weak, or innocent woman.
1: No, duh. And didn't you say that she controlled the finances and gave him an allowance?
2: Yes, she gave him pocket money. That doesn't which sound like much. It's not. <laughs> Since the beginning of the relationship, Rachel made Tammy think it was smarter for them to have a joint bank account. His salary and savings all went into that account and were available to her. When Tammy needed to purchase something, he was met with countless questions, what is this withdrawal? What is it for? How much did you spend on this? Or how much did you spend on that? Yada, yada, yada. Tammy couldn't get away from her that simply. He wasn't only emotionally tied to her, he was financially tied down too. The cycle of abuse was definitely building between them. But things took a really dark turn for the worse when Tammy was in a bad car accident that left him with several injuries. He had to have surgery and was unable to move for a while rachel was more concerned about the financial aspects of the accident than tammy's plight and took it upon herself to write a letter to the insurance company stating that tammy was not at fault for the accident and that any payout he had received should go straight into their joint banking account greedy gert
1: i've said it once and i'll say it again i think greed is just what's wrong with america and maybe germany and everywhere (laughs) I'm so tired of the I'm entitled, I deserve, therefore I will take mentality. I know.
2: The silver lining is that Tammy actually enjoyed being in the hospital. Can you remember a time when you enjoyed being in the hospital?
1: Actually, I can. I super enjoyed the hospital after my first son was born. Back in the day, you got to stay like two or three days. And with my second son, it was like, I see the head. And the next moment, you're in a wheelchair being ushered to the parking lot. (laughs) But with my firstborn, I got to take long baths, have heat lamps on my ouchy parts. Food was brought to me. They let me sleep and brought me the baby whenever he needed feeding. Then he took him back to sleep. It was heavenly.
2: Well, for Tammy, too. (laughs) He recalls it as a pleasant time. This was a vacation to him. But all good things must come to an end. After returning home from major surgery and rest, Tammy received a letter stating that the insurance company was going to award him 7,500 euros from the car accident.
1: So, 7,500 Euro, 7, euros is like 9,000 US dollars. I wouldn't turn that down. New-
2: <laughs> I wouldn't either. Tammy thought he could take that money and open a secret bank account and build up savings privately. Yes. But Rachel found out She came home one day demanding he open his stupid mouth and explain. She took one of his crutches and hit him forcefully on the leg. Tammy says the pain was unbearable. The blow she gave him left a bleeding wound, but Tammy stayed silent. She continued to threaten him, saying, you'll be back in the hospital sooner than you can imagine. After that, she gave him another blow, this time on the same leg that Tammy had just been operated on.
1: So, wow, she was seeing red. Didn't even matter that she was leaving Tammy in paralyzing pain, not to mention fear. She wanted to know where that money was. She couldn't stand not being in control of every cent and likely so she could spend every cent. Exactly.
2: And even though Tammy is now collapsed, screaming in pain, she keeps demanding to know where the money was. Tammy begged for a doctor. When she finally called for help, she obviously didn't tell the truth. She gave a fake story about being out shopping, and while she was away, Tammy tried to take his first step without crutches.
1: And this seems like the perfect opportunity to tell the EMTs what's going on and ask for
2: help. But Tammy's just frozen with fear, and Rachel had ordered him not to tell what really happened. Unfortunately for Tammy, he was in and out of the hospital that same night. Then she drew him a bath.
1: Okay, cute, creeper horror music. I just feel like he should get out. Run, Tammy. Uh, but of course, he can't run. He has crutches. And what happens next? No, wait. I, no. Well, don't tell me.
2: <laughs> you don't want to know?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, go. Tell me.
2: Well, we can't leave all the ISOs hanging, but we will have to leave you guys guessing for now and take this up in our next episode. Don't miss part two of Tammy's Nightmare. Please check out our website and Patreon page. I can't wait to have raised enough money to support someone through the therapy workshop. Me
1: neither. As always, ISOs, we pray for your safety and healing. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and survive.
0: If you or someone you love is being abused by an intimate partner, we have resources listed on our website at isolatedpodcast.com. If you have an experience, expertise, or advice you'd like to share, please send an email to notalone at IsolatedPodcast.com or visit our website. Your privacy, should you desire it, is a top priority for us. You can support the work of this podcast and help fund much-needed therapy for men who can't afford it by becoming a member through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash isolated podcast, which also gets you perks and benefits unavailable to non-members. You can cancel at any time. Your five-star review on iTunes will also help promote the show and help listeners find the podcast. Thank you so much for your support.